I mean, seriously, Al, why do the police have to have $130,000 cars for highway patrol vehicles when they could use something that's probably going to cost around forty-five dollars to $50,000 to do the same fucking job? They wouldn't pay retail, though, would they? It doesn't make any difference. The fact that they're now using BMW 5 Series luxury vehicles that are costing the taxpayer around about $125,000 a car. Well, that's, but be- that's before other they fit them out, right? That's before they fit them out. But yeah, there's other states that are using the Kia Stinger that costs around fifty grand. But it's not only M5s. Like, there's other vehicles in the fleet, right? Like, I see freaking Camrys, no, yeah, but no, highway patrol, We're talking about highway patrol only. Sure. So, so highway patrol only, they've got the 5 Series and they're using the SRT Chrysler, which is another... I don't know, an SRT's got to be up in the 80, 90 grand. But there's other states in the country that think that their highway patrol you know, vehicles are just as good. They do the same job and they're using Kia Stingers that don't cost half as much money. Right, so your argument is my tax dollars wasted. No, my argument is this is because all the testing got done by the actual highway patrol drivers. Okay, my opinion <laughs> of this is, is they're like, oh, I don't want my dick to look too short. So I've just got to have this fucking awesome car. So just straight corruption. Uh, I'm not going to say corruption. I'm just going to say I think that maybe they need to find a better way of figuring this out because they obviously haven't looked at it dollar-wise. I mean, let's let's be honest. New South Wales police are the ones that are doing it and New South Wales is the most taxed state in the country. Why are we getting taxed so much? To pay for shit like this that doesn't fucking need to happen. You go to any other country in the world, they don't have as many fucking highway patrol cars as they do in New South Wales. It's fucking mental. You see the um, highway patrol cars in Dubai and stuff. They use Lamborghinis and Ferraris. Yeah. It could be worse. Yeah, but why, <laughs> why are they using that? Because fucking 90% of the people that live in that country have fucking Lamborghinis. And- but again, it's like they're just one-off sort of things. It's not like the whole fleet is fancy-ass supercars. No, I know, but, you know, there's no need for this shit. There's no need for them to have these cars. Yeah, but I hate playing devil's advocate for the fucking police, but... I'm sure there was an evaluation criteria, so there might be reasons why it came out on top. Like I said, why can other states do the same evaluations and come well, up with something that's a hell of a lot cheaper? Here's what I think. I think something like that should be a bit more progressive. We should be looking at electric vehicles. Environmentally friendly, at least. Yeah. Well, the only good thing about that would be that if you got into a, into a pursuit and you get chased by a cop in an electric car... And you're in a petrol car. You've only got to get about 400 k's. Just keep going for 400 oh, k's. only 400 k's. It's foolproof. <laughs> Just get on the freeway and start heading to Melbourne. That's all you got to do. Look, I'm pretty sure they'd figure something out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how's that? I mean, that... So, spend take your 150 grand instead of an M5, get a Tesla. No, no, they're not M5s. That's the whole thing. They're only 530Ds. They're only the three litre diesels. Diesel cop cars. An M5 is two hundred and fifty grand because no, because well, anyway, look, they've got one of them. We're splitting hairs because I think if you're gonna spend that coin, like I don't necessarily care if they spend that money, get an electric car. I, I care that they spend that money because I have to work hard for my fucking money, and they're pissing it oh, down the drain on shit. It's like on the ocean, man. It's not. It's not. It adds up. How many home patrol cars do you think there is in New South Wales? There's fucking thousands. Bet there's not thousands. I'll bet you there's. I'll bet you there's fucking at least in the in the high hundreds. Like I said, annoying. They're probably not paying sticker price. They got to go out there and do the fascism somehow. Because in my experience, high patrol, biggest assholes on the planet. Yeah. Well, I've been look. I've been watching a few videos on how to deal with high patrol. 
400 kilometer police chase. Well, that's one option. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, there's... You're watching the wrong videos. I mean, I've I've heard, this is all obviously, you know, secondhand information, but I've heard that a lot of the times they actually, actually haven't got you pinned on something they're waiting for you. Like all these conversations they have with you are recorded and they go, so how fast will you go? And then they're hoping for you oh, to drop course, yourself in the shit. Course. So then, the best way to deal with a cop when you get pulled over is just go, no comment. No comment to everything. It could work both ways though. Like if your theory theory might hold true that, okay, you're not going to get done because they thought maybe you were speeding. But at that point, are you pissing the cop off? And all of a sudden they're like, Oh, mate, those tyres look a bit Good luck. Bit low they or... can do that to me because all my cars are road legal and they're all stock from the factory. I don't do anything to them. So... Yeah. I, I, yeah, fair enough. Because there's been a couple of times I've been booked and now I look back at it after speaking to a few other people that have been involved in things like this. And I think, you know what? If I'd have just went, nah, I wasn't speeding. Look. But I know you've done that a couple of times with the bikes and it's the, the issue has been resolved there and then. Oh, there was once and a cop tried to book me for for anything he possibly could and I argued my way out of it yeah. and he ended up not booking me for anything. That did happen once. Obviously, he just got pissed because he was working and I was riding my motorbike. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the way I'm looking at it. That's that's the kind of calculus, I think, that goes through most people's mind if they get pulled over. How do I get out of this with the least amount of hassle possible? Yeah. So a classic one that happened to me a while ago now was heading south down through the Oak Flats interchange. So where you come out of that last set of lights and it turns into 100k highway i gave it a, a fair bootful this was like seven o'clock in the morning yep so no traffic but as i came around from the overpass there's like four high patrol cars parked up on the side there yeah and i fair bricked it hit the brakes of course one of them walks over and waves me in like you're saying you get the spiel it's like do you know why we're pulling you over so i was like a little bit optimistic i was like oh Breath testing? And he's like, yeah, no, nah, mate. Like, how fast were you going? So they haven't been there with a the gun or anything like that. Yeah. They were just chilling in a little posse. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, working hard for their money that, well, we're pay- that we're paying for again. Here we go. But anyway, <laughs> carry on. So I start doing the maths in my head of, okay, if I cop to 10 over, it's this much money, it's this many points. So that's that was my strategy. I was like, you're an idiot. I would have just said I wasn't speeding at all, mate. And again, the scenario that popped into my mind was you're in court arguing a traffic offence and there's four highway patrol officers there. I mean, it's not a matter of having to argue it. They have no proof that you did anything. See, They're asking you to drop yourself in the shit. But So you just said, my, my, my car's really loud. It sounds like it's going faster than it actually is. And then <laughs> end, end of, end of. Well, perhaps, but again... This, Sometimes it's worth the hassle to get out of this shit. That, that was what popped into my mind is like, Four high patrol officers. I'm sure they could bang on about how they're trained to visually estimate speed or whatever it could be. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I was doing 90. Did myself for 10 over. Yeah. Which I knew was like the smallest possible speeding fine you could get. And this cop, you know, gave me a bit of a knowing nod. He's like, all right, let's do that then. Wrote it up. Mate, I would have have copped to nothing. That's one point, man. Doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is, I think... The point is, he's pulled you in hoping that you were going to drop yourself in it. Potentially. You did. And he's fucking got another fine in his fucking again, in his book. And you could have just said, I didn't do nothing, mate. Fuck off. There's no limit, really, to the ways they can fuck with you at that point, though. Well, there is. 
There is. Not really. There is. There is every limit. They're only allowed to do what they're fucking allowed to do. No, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, that, that exhaust looks a bit sus. We better check that out. Or Are they the EPA? They can't book you for that shit without having a noise meter. Anyway, the, my point is... They can only give you a defect notice. You can't get fined for that. And then you just take it to the nearest mechanic and get it signed off. Easy. I wish you the best of luck with your newfound sense of sovereign citizenship when the cops pull you over because man sometimes it ain't worth the hassle yeah it's always worth the hassle because in my mind that low range speeding fine I could live with that yeah I think you're stupid but it ties into the idea I don't know if you've ever heard the term game theory it's a mathematical discipline that looks at how you evaluate a situation and try and determine the optimum outcome so take your uh, Texas Hold'em poker very much about game theory of understanding what cards are in play um, what the pot value is being aware of you know the chip stacks that the other players have a lot of that's mathematical um, part of that it's also trying to understand how other people may think how they're looking at the scenario so it's a whole discipline and the classic example of that is called the prisoner's dilemma so again cops criminals that kind of scenario where you and your buddy have been arrested both the cops are sort of talking about doing you for a crime and they separate you into individual interview rooms and they start giving you the story all right we know what happened if you grass on your mate if you dob him in you only get a five-year sentence but if you say nothing and they dob you in you're going down for 20 years right i'll take my chances so in that scenario, if both guys don't say anything, they're actually not going to get charged with the crime, right? The cops don't yeah, have, have the evidence. Exactly. But do you risk it? But do that's you... the situation you're in. They had no evidence and everything is... So we're talking about the prisoner's dilemma. It's the same thing. <laughs> you had no do, evidence and you do, fucked yourself. Do you, in this scenario, there's an extra person. Do you trust... <laughs> that your, was you! Do you trust your friend to not say anything? Or are you worried... They're going to dob you in so they get the smaller sentence. So, in a Maybe, per- But the, see, this is this is where I'm looking at it. They can, they dob me in. They got, so they've still got some prison sentence, yeah? Five they, years. Yeah, five years of fucking hell for being a rat. They will get their <laughs> fucking ass beat for five years. This is a theoretical scenario. Just, yeah. And just, that's what I'm thinking. This is in my, in my head. This is what I'd be thinking. I ain't dobbing shit in. All right, so if you think that's what they're going to do, if you're worried that's an outcome... At that point, do you inform? No. Do you say, yeah, no, no. they done it? Nope. And guarantee yourself no more than a five-year sentence? Nope. The only, way, the only possible way I would ever do anything like that is if I was, just, if I was in walk-free there and then. Complete immunity. Yeah, well, that's, that's not and the a deal. New, and a new start. The, the only way you get that outcome is if you trust the other person not to say anything and they don't say anything. I wouldn't say anything. It's an interesting scenario because... We know, you know, how the criminal justice system well, works. Oh, it depends if it was you that was getting booked in. Because now I know you'll cop to fucking anything. So I would, if it was you, I'd grass you up in a second because you'd fucking snitch on me. I, I could give you a personal guarantee that if I was in an interview room being questioned by the police, I wouldn't say a damn thing. Oh, mate. But this is, this is what I was trying to say to you back then. The minute that that cop stands next to your car, it is the same scenario. You are being interviewed yeah. by them. Maybe you're That's right. why you should have said nothing. You said, "Sorry, mate. You got any? Got any? Why are you pulling me over? 
You tell me why you're pulling me over. You're the one that's pulled me over. You tell me. What are you pulling me over for? You got no fucking evidence, mate. Fucking see you later. Alright. Do that next time and let me know how it goes. I will. I've done it. <laughs> I did it with that bike, remember? Alright, alright. I got away with it. You stand there and argue with him for 20 minutes. I got away with it. So one of the things that happened... Well, I didn't get away with it because I didn't do anything wrong. Settle down. (laughs) Settle down, Beavis. I don't think this is an admission of guilt. Um, So game theory is... Look, I I understand what you're saying with the game theory because I've played poker online a fair bit. And in fact, not that five minutes before you turned up, I was playing poker and I had a decent hand. But I was was looking looking at all the scenarios that... Like with the cards that were on the table, it was either me and him that was going to win because I had two pairs... But there was also the possibility of having a flush. Uh, okay, on the on the river. And I just thought, oh, I've got I've got two jacks, two like I've got uh, two jacks, two kings. It's a fairly decent two pairing. But he could have a flush, and I just thought it's worth the, worth having a go on online poker when there's right. not real money. And that's what you know, and like, I got fucked. I lost. I lost. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> lost my whole pot. That's why yeah. they call it gambling. You know, there's no guaranteed outcome. No. And you see the the World Series of Poker and. Dudes go down on bad beats all the time. Yeah. There was a funny story during the week where a guy in the, the final round of the World Series of Poker... The one that won 10 million? He, there was a, a problem with the, the, the chip count. A guy had gone all in on oh, the okay. hand. Oh, yeah. And this bloke was deciding whether he was going to call. And he asked the dealer to get a chip count of yeah. what the pot was up to. And the dealer got it low. She said 17 something. In reality, it's $22 million. Yeah. So the guy called on the information he got from the dealer. And then one of the other players was like, oh, hang on, I think that's not right. And they sort of all stopped and counted it up. And sure enough, it was like $22 million. Yeah. And this dude who called was like, uh, don't like it. That, you know, I might have made a different decision if I'd known it was yeah. a different amount. So a bit of back and forth. And you've got the guy there who's like the official... And he's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that call stands. And the player was still not happy. And they eventually got the the WSOP vice president guy came down. Yeah. And he was like pretty short and to the point about it. He's like, no, nah, it's a call call action, like a valid action. The, the, the play stands. And sure enough, same as you with your online poker, t- cards are turned. Boom. He lost like $22 million of his stack. So yeah. th- he basically lost a third of his stack on that call. And that was just down to the rules. Yeah. But yeah, uh, again, illustrating the, the amount that was in the pot influenced his decision. Again, all game, game theory of, is it worth me calling for this amount, for this potential gain? Yeah. And then once you change the equation, he was more, you know, more doubtful about it. Maybe he wouldn't have taken that risk. Yeah. I mean, there's ways of dealing with it. I'm not saying to just go all guns blazing to this bloke and just go, fuck you, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I'm saying yeah, there's, I'm sure. a, there's a sensible way of going, to, well, you, what have you pulled me over for? So I, I think there's a, a rule of thought as well when you're dealing with not just the cops, but pretty much any sort of anyone in authority is going in with good manners is starting on the right foot at least, yeah. right? You can always have good manners, but still question what they're doing. Sure. And and that's what I'm saying. The best way, that, the best approach would be, I'm not sure, sir, why did you pull me over? And just put it back on them. <laughs> and then if they say, well, we think you were speeding, and, and you go, well, have you got ev- any evidence to prove that? Is that when you played the fifth? Well, no, you just go, have you got any evidence to prove that? And if they go, well, no, and they'll go, well, so what are you pulling me over for? And then that, that's it. The end police of the conversation. Harassment. Police harassment. Well, 
that's when you get your your phone out and you video everything. Don't tase me, bro. Mate, I, I would video every conversation I have with cops now these days. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. And there's actually. nothing they can do about that because if they look at their handbook, it's in the media rules now. They have to let you record every conversation. Yeah, that's good to know. To, yeah. That's handy. For your own safety. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. And for evidence if it ends up in court. So the other cool story about poker this week was <laughs> you don't want you don't want this cop conversation at all do you <laughs> oh look I've, I've said my part i don't i don't regret what i did but you should regret every second of it you're mental the the other poker story i saw this week which was fascinating was there's some um ai researchers that developed a, a poker playing system that beat a, a panel of six pro players apparently it was the first time like that had their butts kicked yeah, but the, I mean, AI will do that with poker, I reckon, because it can it can go through every possible scenario of what cards could be out on the like it can it's counting cards in theory. In theory. Yeah, yeah. So that so that, that's, that would that's be cheating. The, that would be the easy part because that's just mathematics, right? Yeah. The innovation with this system was it, it remembers previous hands, and the mechanism they described in the white paper was the AI feels regret if it makes a decision that leads to a bad outcome. So essentially what that means is over a number of hands, it starts to learn. Yeah, you're getting into some dicey shit here if you're, getting, if you're making AI have feelings. Well, this is how they labelled it. Um, computer doesn't have feelings yet. I mean, it could happen. Um, but it built in, emerged as an ability for the AI to essentially detect lying, bluffing. Yeah which is one of the major, major mechanisms in poker. And again, for a machine, a computer to be able to intuit lying, and in this scenario in poker, is potentially a significant step because that ability to detect humans lying could be applied to many different applications. So you might be talking um, like international border security, someone being interviewed. Yeah. Uh, you might be talking about... Um, Police harassment. Someone- Please, <laughs> um, say someone's trying to con- uh, sidestep rules. Yep. There might be rules about uploading content to social media, right? Yep. Um, so those type of applications could emerge from that type of research. Not just, oh, sick, we can break in some bucks playing online poker. I think that would be good on Facebook or somewhere like that. And then you can just straight up, Facebook just knows whether you've posted up some bullshit that you're lying about to make yourself sound good. And you just straight away, as you post it up, liar. Straight underneath. Well, a- fake news, right? AI, AI says lie. And, I mean, you mentioned Facebook. That's pretty much what happened. This dude's been hired by Facebook. Yeah, He's right. a researcher. Yeah. So, fingers crossed that uh, Zuckerberg uses it for good, not evil. I think Zuckerberg's already done a fair bit of AI research, hasn't he? Well... I mean, his, his wife's probably a robot. He, uh, there's rumours <laughs> that he's a robot. <laughs> Did you say... Talking about robots, here, here's a scenario for you. Okay. It's a good scenario, right? Thinking in the future, right? You're a single man. You meet this chick. She's a sex robot? Just hear me out. Yes, 100%. (laughs) You you get into a relationship... (laughs) (laughs) You get into a relationship with this chick and, you know, have heaps in common, you know... Loves D&D. You love her, all the rest of it. Mad sex, all the rest of it. Gives the muff cake. You know, (laughs) everything you want from a woman... And more. Brilliant lover. Everything. Okay, okay. Find out later on it's an AI robot. Yep. You still stay with it? I think... Yeah, I would... 
you're asking if I'm going to have future prejudice. Would I be prejudiced against a future? No, no, I'm not. Asking, I'm saying, robot. would you stay with her or it, knowing that it's a robot? I could imagine that that transition from not knowing to knowing could be a problem. Yeah. Um, and I think the same would apply to. Would you start treating it differently? No. Well, let would me finish. You... <laughs> I, I think that same scenario can exist now. Like with a human relationship, you could all of a sudden find out there's been some level of deception or misleading right that happens every day to people yeah but being a robot it's still like so with a human you're always going to have some sort of remorse about anything that happens anything you might have an argument about whatever the case might be you always well most people will have some sort of remorse or feelings right. about but with a robot are you you're gonna be like eh, who gives a fuck it's only a robot yeah right so this is the sort of shit that happens on like star trek and stuff like that all the time or you know I think, but I'm asking you what you by, by definition, an AI that you're describing is a sentient being. That's like saying, "Oh, would you mistreat a, a dog because you know it's not a person?" No, uh, I, I wouldn't. Uh, right? It's, it's but that, would it's you feel less remorse if you were like coming home from? <laughs> this is some sexy shit I'm going to say here, but if you just came home and you're like, "Cook me some dinner," because it's a fucking robot. Who cares? Cook me dinner, robot. I'm going to reframe your question just a little bit. Just so the answer makes a bit more sense. If, if we're talking about an AI that is genuinely a sentient being, something that's capable of thought and emotion, all these sorts of things, then no, I wouldn't abuse it. I, I, no, I'm not, wait a minute, I'm not saying abuse it. I'm just saying you'd feel... Cook a little... me dinner is abusing somebody. All right. So my answer is... <laughs> I didn't mean it just like that, but you know what I meant. No, I, I wouldn't mistreat a robot. And that, this is a trope in sci-fi all the time, right? What about if you said something that you regret? Would you would you apologise to it? Oh, again, I mean, I'll say you could be polite. All right, what if it was AI but wasn't sentient, so it had no feelings? Why do you want me to be slacked of a robot, Dave? I just want you to be slacked. <laughs> would you be slacked to it if it was just AI but didn't have feelings? People, people already attach inordinate amount of emotion to inanimate objects. Like, take a, a motorcycle or a car. Like, if someone sat on your motorbike, you would defend it. You'd be like, get off my bike. But why would I do that? It's a really interesting... Why would I do that? Because there's an emotional connection. No. I'd do that because they're fucking stupid enough that they either knock it over or scratch it, and then I'm left with a fucking scratched bike that I've looked after. It's not about the emotional right. side of I'll, things. I'll it's take, about the no, repercussions of what they're doing. I'm the one that's getting left with. I'll, I'll take that scenario and shift it a little bit. We, we're looking at um, photos. The dog's off again. Fuck me. <laughs> Don't worry about the dogs. We were looking at photos earlier of one of your old bikes, Triumph Speed Triple. Yeah. And like, that wasn't even my bike and I felt bad that that bike got sold. You'd have similar feelings of like, oh man, that was a cool bike. Yeah, I liked it. But it doesn't make sense because it's just a machine. Like, a motorbike's a motorbike. Who gives a fuck? And more to the point, that was the second time you'd owned pretty much the exact same bike. Yeah. Two different bikes. Yeah. The fact that you went and got an, another... Well, the fact that you're the one that's getting emotional about it, not me, is even more, more worrying. <laughs> no, no, but that's a common thing, right? People, cars especially, there's there's a, a bond that a lot of people will form. Is it a bond that they form with the car, or is it just their emotional attachment to the memories? You can't, you can't divorce with? the things. That's It's one and the same. Oh, I, I, I can. Man, you love getting into the, the deep philo- philosophical stuff, and you're so... Ill-prepared for it. I'm not, no, I'm telling you <laughs> no, no, the great. way I deal with it. I don't like. I don't. I have the memories of it, and I like the memories. But the actual thing itself, I can let it go. No problems whatsoever. Like, 
your your dog has been at times a freaking hassle, right? Yeah. And still, in some ways, limits stuff you can do. Yeah. Having this mental dog. Yeah. But you still look after the dog, man. Yeah, but that's because I'm not an absolute cunt. Right. So I don't think you would be slack to a sex robot. I, I wouldn't be slack to a sex robot. I think I would. Because it's a robot. Uh, it was made to do a certain job. Let it do its job. But you... you and you're talking about a, a, a robot that's so convincingly lifelike as a human that you are... Actually, I'll tell you what. If I, if I was in your suit shoes where I found out after getting into a massive relationship with a robot that it was a robot, I'd kick the fucking thing out. What? I'd kick it out. I don't fucking... Based on the deception? That is enough for starters. But secondly, I, don't, I did... I want to have a relationship with a real person, not a fucking robot. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So... You're a fucking robot? Bye. Hmm. The future's going to be an interesting time. Yeah, well, look, I'll tell you what, it won't be interesting enough that I'll be getting with a fucking robot, that's for sure. But if I do, I'll feel like I've been sexually abused by a robot. Here's an interesting... This is turning into a very horny episode, but that's okay. <laughs> what, well, the last one wasn't, with all the glory holes? <laughs> a robotic AI glory hole. <laughs> well, this is kind of my question, and it, something, again, I, I read, it was a... It was like a, a, a hypothesis put forward. It's quite uh, acceptable and even trendy now for chicks to talk about all the high-tech sex toys that are available, that they enjoy using. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. The point was, there's still almost a stigma about sex toys for, for dudes. Like That's because they're gross. But why? Because they get fucking jizz all over them or in them or whatever. It's kind of a bit gross. Yeah, but you know, if female sex toys get fluids and whatnot, you know, just as just the same level of juiciness going on. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think there's still something embarrassing about getting caught with something, isn't it? Like that. Well, there's it's like somebody busted in on you having a fucking good old tug. Would you feel no remorse? You just look at them and go, "What do you want?" While you're still tugging away, shut the door behind you. Will you? I haven't finished yet. <laughs> I think the stigma and what most people think of is like the old school like blow up sex toy which is just ridiculous yeah but again it's... Yeah, you're, you're talking about like the what do they call them fleshlights and things like that yeah like your pocket pussies and all that sort of stuff I mean there's there's some high tech stuff out there now yeah I'm sure there is and you know starting to talk about AI robots of the future you know who knows how advanced that stuff could get I mean is, is there going to be uh, a bunch of people who would be happy with, with that type of relationship well, say, I'm sure there is people that are happy to have a relationship with a fucking pocket pussy. Oh, well, that's probably not enough, but... <laughs> well, there probably is people though that like that. Um, what was the film? The that... new the new Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2049 or whatever it was. Did you see that? Possibly. The one with Ryan Reynolds in it. Not Ryan Reynolds. Fuck, the other one. Racist. Gosling. What, wait a minute, what do you mean by the other one? Ryan Gosling. There's two Ryans. Do you mean Ryans, or are they both Canadian? Maybe. So you you, you just how's that racist? The other, the other one. I got confused. I said Ryan Reynolds. I meant Ryan Gosling, the handsome one. I don't know. They're both pretty handsome. Ryan Gosling wins. Nah, no, nah, you're fucking tripping, son. Ryan Gosling's the one that played um, the dude that went to the moon. What's his name? Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. You fucking... The 50th anniversary of the moon landing. You can't even remember. He played the him The first though, yeah. dude who stepped on the moon. Oh, yeah, if, he, if he stepped on the moon. That was a shit movie. But yeah. 
So I'm basing my. I'm basing. Fuck, my, you reckon this story? <laughs> you're, I'm basing it on that movie on Jason Gosling. He always looked like he was going to. Jason put, Gosling. Whatever the fuck. No, I don't care. Clive, Ryan Gosling. Cl- Clive Warren. <laughs> he, <laughs> He always looked, even when he was being serious, he looked like he was going to fucking burst out laughing. I think Ryan Reynolds is better looking than Ryan Gosling. I'm pretty sure. Do we need to get an, an, an independent... We've got to poll it. No, no, we're not going to poll it. We're going to get an independent adjudicator in here in a minute. Finish your story, and then we'll get I'm, someone I'm in I'm pretty here. sure if you ask 100 women who was hotter... We're going to ask one woman, and that's all that matters. I'm still feeling pretty confident. Gosling versus okay. Reynolds. Yep. Gosling crushes it. Righto. But... Your story. Blade Runner... 2049 his character is portrayed as having a relationship with a holographic woman so an AI system that's projected through a hologram in his home and he becomes very it's apparent that he's very emotionally attached to this this entity right yep <laughs> he's looking at pictures of Gosling no it says Ryan Reynolds underneath it <laughs> oh my fucking god <laughs> Google Anyway. So, I wasn't being racist. It's obviously a common mistake. <laughs> yeah, the other one. <laughs> Even Google says it. Anyway, go on. Finish your story. <laughs> so, again, this future, it's like 30 years down the track. For companionship, this is how it's portrayed in the stories. For companionship, you have this AI hologram at home, so you're not so lonely, right? So, it's... I think it's something that you could expect to happen. Yeah, I think having a hologram... Oh, I don't know. Oh, fucking no. But yeah, you, like, anyway. you, you 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 ruined it anyway. You you ruined it from the beginning. Well, you wanted me you wanted me to be slack to the robot, but oh, I just wanted no, kind of. I and mean, there's really <laughs> um the IT crowd had a really funny episode where Denim, the guy played by Mark Berry, forms a relationship with this woman, and it's and it turns out to be a bloke. Right. She she thought she had told him that he was uh, she used to be a man, but he heard that. She's from Iran. Yeah. So I thought she was Persian. Yeah. Even though she was like white as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like they they both love football. They eat pizza in bed. Like they're getting on great. Yeah. And it's that same scenario where he eventually finds out the truth. And in that case, it wasn't a deception. She thought she'd been truthful about it. Yeah, but he was a dumbass, so. And he, he couldn't handle it. He no. just melted Did you down. see that he won a um, BAFTA award for best comedian in Toast of London? Excellent, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's great. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get this independent on this. All right. So we've got my wife here, Catherine, and uh, I'm going to show her some pictures, and she's going to make a choice. She, which... she won't know pictures. She'll know who. Just... She, she's she's not been coerced. <laughs> which one's hotter? Ryan Reynolds. Oh! Sucked in, Al! I didn't hear the conversation that happened before you guys came into I the room. I just said you've got to come and vote. Which one? That's it. That's all I said to her. I didn't tell her who, did I? All right, that's no, one. No. That's one. That's one vote. That's it. It's official. Ryan we'll put, Reynolds is we'll, hotter. No, no, we'll put it to the than, people. Then the other one. We'll put it to the people. <laughs> the other one. So there we have it. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yep. Just, just like you are, Alan. No matter how wrong it is. <laughs> but, did you? Did you? Sorry. Okay. If you haven't finished. We can keep going because I've got I've got a completely different subject. Well, I mean, AI is a fascinating topic for me, and so many people. There's a very much a divide about whether it's going to be, you know, the end of humanity. Like we'll screw it up, and you'll get the 
the Skynet Terminator scenario where they just decide to wipe us out. Oh, I think that's going to happen sooner or later. So that's one possible outcome. Um, but there's other people that are a bit more optimistic about it that, you know, you might have AI that leads to a revolution in medical science and all of a sudden you can cure every disease, you know, start using nanomachines and you can fix up anything that's wrong with you. Mm. So it's almost like walking a tightrope. You're going to fall into disaster or you're going to potentially fall into a, you know, a future that's just amazing that you could, couldn't have imagined. Um, so for me, it's, and clearly it's at the forefront of a lot of technological research now, so many different groups and not just research groups, but nation states competing to see who can kind of crack that egg first, because like a lot of technology, it can be used for good or bad, but if you're the only one wielding that stick, you know, compare it to something like the atom bomb if you're the only guys in town with a super powerful ai all of a sudden that really shifts the the power dynamic of you know global politics so the development of ai has the capability to completely change your life whether it's good or bad you know it's yet to be yet to be determined but the, the key moment is often expressed as the the singularity the moment where a human created ai system learns enough to eclipse the, the greatest human minds mm. and uh, reach a level of intelligence that exceeds far more what humanity has achieved um, to compare it to, say, how humans would view animals, you all of a sudden might have an AI that sees us in the same way. And are they going to be benevolent, take pity on us, or are they going to crush us like we would crush an ant? I would say that they're going to treat us... Like the batteries we are from the Matrix. So this is why you, aren't, you shouldn't be slack to your sex robot. One day they might get revenge. <laughs> they might get revenge or are you getting your revenge in early on them? I saw them. Yeah. Again, I mean, massive sci-fi trope. That, that's, oh no, but it's, uh, I mean... My, my brother has a, a great t-shirt, I love it. It's got like an old school robot on it. And the caption is, you know, robot workers, 99% loyal. So it's just that 1% where they run amok that you've got to worry about. Yeah. So changing the subject completely, Al. I saw today you, that... You don't want to engage with AI chat? No, I've had enough. Not interested anymore. <laughs> I've got a very short, very short... Um... Attention span. That's it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, um, I saw this week that one of the um, Wollongong councillors is going to put a motion forward to get a, um, a rainbow a zebra crossing put in in turn. Replacing an existing one or a new one? I think they replaced an existing one. There's no zebra crossings downtown, is there? Oh, I don't, look, I don't know. But anyway, they get, apparently she wants to put in a rainbow one in, you know, for the LGBTQI community. You've been practicing, well done. But what I'm bugged about now, and I don't know whether this is ignorant of me or not. I'll let you know. Why do we have to have the LGBTQI community? Isn't it just the community? They're part of the community. They're people. Then why are we having to single them out? I think generally the idea is if you're in a minority group that's been oppressed or discriminated against, that kind of uh, movement is to try and rebalance the books. Yeah, so, but I, I'm, I'm more of a, you know, we're all people. And I think in a perfect world that would work, but that's not how these people have experienced life. What do you mean these people? In those communities. 
Minority, minority subcultures. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. In my opinion, I, I think singling them out is just is just as bad. It's still singling them out. They're still being singled out, and it's, I, th- I thought they wanted equal rights. Okay, that's what so you think. Sh- but what what do people from that community think? Are they in favour of? But the you can't have crossing? it both ways. Is what I'm trying to say. They want. So it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's the LGBTQI community, whether it's whether it's people from a different race, whether it's a different sex, whatever the case might be, if you want equal rights, then everyone should be treated equal. There shouldn't be anyone being yep. singled out at yep. all. And that's what bugs me, is people that are expecting to be singled out, whether it be feminists, whether it be you know women's rights and all the rest of it. That's yep. all fine. I, I agree with most of what they're saying, but when they want to be singled out... There's, you're still singling yourself out, which is meaning that there's something different going on there. You want, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Equal rights means equal rights, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Problem is, all those people you talked about wouldn't agree that they've got equal rights. because the, I'm not saying they do. So at that point, until that happens, mm-hmm. you still kind of got to fight the fight, right? Yeah, that's fine. You can fight the fight, but by having yourself still singled out, by having your rainbow crossing... Or oh, whatever look, the case might be. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to. I, I guarantee there'd be people, you know, from the homosexual community or whatever, who would look at that and say, "This is patronising. This is this is bullshit." This but is... that's the way I'm feeling. Like, yeah, I'm so... all, I don't give a shit if they put a rainbow thing in it. I'm not going to be like, "Oh fuck that shit! What a waste of money!" I couldn't care less. All I'm trying to get at is, why do we need to still single it, single it out? I presume that the majority of people would still see that as a cause that needs support. That's that's as as simple as I think it is. Fair enough. Um, I thought we'd gotten past it. That's all. So by way of example, and I I, I, I hope we get to that day. Um, by way of example, if you had a, a special crossing for rich old white guys, right? <laughs> the question then is. Well, I don't think is, they're saying that you can't use this rainbow crossing no, unless no. You, unless you you got show your ID. Yes, I am gay. Well, or I, I tried to explain. This is an interesting one when you have. Um, toilets with disabled access, right? Public toilet that is yeah. set up for disabled access. Is it okay to use that toilet if you're not disabled? I think if you look around, there's no disabled people there and you're not going to be long. I don't see the problem. 100% agree. Or if you're busting and you're like, I'm going to piss my pants or shit myself, whatever the case might be. <laughs> Fuck it. I reckon it's fair game at that point. Because mm. what, what would you rather do? Piss off a disabled person or have shit running down your leg? Yeah, I think that's a fair call. I think they'd probably prefer you to... And, and I, I'd be... Because I've seen TV shows where somebody's gone into the disabled toilet and then the disabled person's come in, banging on the thing, and they're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to leave now because now I feel like I'm... You know <laughs> they're what I mean? trapped. So they're trapped in there because if they come out, they're an arsehole. But wouldn't it be better just open the door and go, look, I'm really sorry for using your toilet. However, I had some stomach problems. There was nothing else free. I was literally going to shit my pants. It's a very specific scenario, but I think you're right. There could be a dialogue that could happen there. I bring it up because my... Again, at the Blue Mountains, the kids need to use the dunny. We went in and I was like, oh, let's just use that one. They're like, oh, no, you can't use that one. That, that's for disabled people. I'm like, oh, no, you, you can use it. The, the idea is it's there for disabled access. Yeah. It makes it easier for them to, to use those facilities. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that able-bodied people are banned from using it. Yeah, I mean, disabled people get preference. I think. The way yeah, you I mean, if, it if was there good. was a lot, if there was a line and a disabled person rocked up behind me, and I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not like touching cloth. I'd be like, <laughs> you, 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 can, you can get, you can go in in front of me. Like, 
Definitely. But if I was if I was turtling, it'd be like, no, I'm sorry, mate. I know when he's getting in front of me because I'm literally going to fucking drop trail and do a brain on the floor now. Definitely. And with the kids, what happened with us was like it's even like it's really convenient to use one of those bathrooms with the kids where you got to go in with them. Yeah. Because you've kind of got the one room, but there's a lot of heaps of space in there. Yeah. Rather than going into a, a toilet, they go and use a store. Why don't you use? They, most of these places usually have like a. Like a family room. Yeah, so baby change room and they've usually got a toilet in there. Yeah, the, this this time that wasn't the case. But the alternative scenario is you go into the toilet, your kid's using the stall and you kind of have to hang around in the toilet like a half perv. <laughs> like it just look, always looks I always weird. talk to them. Yeah, you've got to do something otherwise you look like a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I'm or just... the best thing to do is if people look at you like, what are you doing? Just, just, like, just stare at their crotch. And they'll be like, oh, fuck it. And they, they won't say anything to you. They'll just leave and you're just like, oh, that's sort of that. Another out. top tip from Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never done that. But it would be hilarious to see someone do it. But there's... And lick your lips as well when you're doing it. <laughs> so with that in mind, like the potential awkwardness of using a regular bathroom, I'm like, yeah, we're 100% using that disabled stall. Mm. We're going for it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got problems with that. In my entire life, I've never come out to an angry person in a wheelchair mm. <laughs> ready to hit me up with the, the tortures and the pitchfork yeah so this conversation and something that there'll, happened there'll be, there'll be people out there that say no you're not allowed to use them oh. hands off buddy oh, t- I mean I mean I thought you were going to ask me the question of if you go into a public bathroom as a man and mm. there's or as a woman and there's a transgender person coming to the toilet like, oh right like how would you feel about that Oh, look, I've worked in workplaces where there's, like, unisex bathrooms. And it's like... Yeah, I've been in bars that have got unisex bathrooms. It's like, who cares? Everyone poops and wheeze. Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't need, the only time I'd be a bit like, what the fuck's going on here is if somebody's, like, doing the whole... Having a good having a good look. Right. And you'd be like, seriously, mate? What the fuck? But I couldn't think of a fessier place to get up to any sort of se- sexual mischief than a Well, we go back to the glory holes. Some people like it. Yeah, look, not my... Cup of tea. I mean, what's the women equivalent, woman's equivalent of a glory hole? You're asking the big questions. Wouldn't it just be the same deal? Hang on. I haven't thought this through. No, you haven't. Like, what are they going to do? Try and try and stretch their, their woman bits through the fucking... Like... A flap flap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> well, hmm. do you think... You know, you know that this is now getting... This episode's getting called the flap flap. <laughs> trademark <laughs> oh. do you think it is easier for women to get laid if they just wanted a route yeah easier than a dude just 100% I think it feels like it's true but I don't know why because it is because men are idiots basically aren't we I mean a woman's just got to really go to a bar and they'll they'll pick someone up generally like if they're not fussy if they're fussy, then obviously it might be a bit difficult for them. But if they're not fussy, easy. Now, well, blokes in general, to be fair, most aren't entirely that yeah. fussy if they're just trying to get laid. I think you're at the essence of it. Whereas they'll they'll spend all night trying to pick up anything that's fucking walking and they'll go home unsuccessful. Yeah. Whereas a woman, she's only got to flaunt it a little bit. She's in there. What if they're a bit rough looking? Well, they just go to a rough pub, don't they? Just get a rougher dude. There's well, that's all, what I'm saying. If you're always... not fussy, if you're not fussy, <laughs> a woman will get laid a lot quicker than a bloke. That's 100% always, guaranteed. Always a rougher dude. So, with that accepted, 
that explains why no one's ever bothered to figure out what a female glory hole was about because don't eat it. And my understanding is glory hole was very much kind of like a, a gay dude sort of thing. Oh, it's um, like yeah. an anonymous, well, quick sex. I guess you'll never know, will you? What do you is, mean? That, is, that, is that the beauty of it all? You, you, could be a woman on the other side, I don't know. Yeah, that's a fair point. Like if, what doesn't you don't matter. Know, does, what you a don't mouth, know doesn't hurt you. Mouth is a mouth. Every hole's a goal. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you, I'm just, you know what I'm saying. Bill, Bill Burr's got to be one of my favourite comedians. And he, he's in that skit that Chappelle does where they go on boys' night out and get loaded on beer. I think he says that exact line. What, every hole's a goal? No, no, a, a mouse a mouth. Like he's, I think he's picking up like a transsexual prostitute. Oh, right. And his buddies are like, dude, dude, no. And he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember that one. so drunk on on liquor and beer. On the liquor. Talking about that, you, you I'm assuming you knew that Leahy from Trailer Park. Oh, he's been dead for a while, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, Sad times. He's uh... the liquor. <laughs> I don't think he died of the liquor, did he? No, nah, or oh, I don't know. Who knows? Not sure. <laughs> just, just made me think of it when you said the liquor. Is is that for the flat flap? What? The liquor. The liquor's for the flat flap to try and get the flat flap. You never know. It could take off. Do Do you think? So here's a moral question for you then. Getting a woman drunk, or not drunk, but tipsy, tipsy. Yep. Getting a bit dicey in it. In what sense? Well, you, you know, feed them a few drinks to take them home. Not to get them plastered and passed out. You know, I'm not... That's obviously a bit dodgy. Well, it's very dodgy. I mean, just like... <laughs> you know what I'm getting at here. Like, you're drunk, they're drunk. Is that a problem? Like, I'm not saying spike their drink. No, like, uh, here, would you like a drink? It's not the Bill Cosby no, 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 plan no, of action. That, so uh, let me just. So <laughs> we'll start again. I'm not saying let's just spike their drink and give them a rehypnol or anything. Like that. I'm just saying offer them a few drinks, you know, to sure soften soften them up a little bit. You know, like treat them. Is that a problem? I think one of the things that's come out of the, the sort of Me Too movement and all that sort of stuff that resonated with me is the concept of enthusiastic consent. So instead of just like gray areas of like, oh, it seemed like she was into it or, you know, oh, she didn't tell me to stop. Like, that's probably still a bit murky. The idea of enthusiastic consent is like, yeah, do me now. Let's go. So are you saying that we need to have enthusiastic consent? That's what you, that's your ideal scenario. Yeah. So what happens if you don't so, get that? Well, that's what I'm saying. There's like a spectrum there where it becomes less clear. So your scenario of at the at the bar, pub, whatever, there's been a few drinks, go home. There's implied consent at that point, right? Yeah. Like it's it's pretty clear what's gonna go down. But if you get them to fully vocalise and you know, it's it's clear that that's what they want, then no worries, right? What about though what are your thoughts on the on the person that does the whole uh Wake up in the morning, kind of regret it. Yeah, let's go down the police and say that they raped me. I don't think that actually happens that often. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I, I really don't think that happens often. I don't think it's something you would worry about. No, I'm not worried about it because I'm married. So I'm not worried about it at all. What I'm saying is though, what are your thoughts on that? One thing I'll just quickly clear up is because you're married doesn't mean that it's open season. No. Like, no. It's still the same. 
No, no, but there's no at this point though, being married. It, You're not bar crawling, okay? I'm not bar crawling. Number one, sure. I, I'm with someone that I trust. There's a very low likelihood of me, you know, doing doing it with my wife, and then she turns around the next day and goes, "Oh, you raped me." Like that's a very low likelihood of that happening. And we've gotten to the point in our relationship where it's pretty obvious when yep. both parties if are, if are up for it. If it's a stranger, someone, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, you can't say it doesn't happen. I'm, I'm sure it has and will, but... What are your thoughts on again, the person that's done that, though? Well, what do you mean? Look, it's bullshit. Of course it's bullshit. Yeah, it's fucked up, isn't it? But I think it exemplifies a, a real problem with any case like that is often it's a he said, she said scenario where there's there's no other witnesses, no yeah. other evidence. It's a bit of a shitty circumstance for everyone, really. If, if he, if... But it goes both ways where there's women that say they've been assaulted or something's happened and people don't believe them like that happens as well and yeah i think I, my understanding is the statistics prove out that happens way more often than the scenario you're describing of yeah oh of, look of i'm not accusation I'm, I'm not doubting that but i'm yeah. just i just wanted your opinion on well it goes it can go both ways and i think again you know the equality in, in that scenario it's again way in favor of the men um, there's been too many high profile cases where dudes do some repugnant stuff and get off with the lightest of sort of punishments or sentences mm. you know the, uh, you hear judges handing down a sentence saying oh we've got to think about this this young man's future and it's really messed up because it's an incident that's affected someone else for life you know they're not the only person who's got you know skin in the game mm. and a lot of people point to that and say that's a real injustice in the way that those sentences can be handed down. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 nasty. But I think your question about you know having the drinks, you know, what's what's the risk? What's happening? You know, there's a sense of paranoia about you know people getting in the shit when they think they perhaps shouldn't be. Mm. And again, like that's why the idea of enthusiastic consent really resonates for me is because at that point, again it's probabilities it's good chance that it's not going to blow back on you like you're in a good situation two people up for it up up for what they want to do no dramas do you do you think so a little bit of little bit of advice here for for single men out there i'm not going to give anyone advice (laughs) do you think that it's a good thing to maybe just for any man out there that might be worried about the old the regretful rape i guess is one way of calling it Okay. You know, well, you know what I mean. They, in the next morning, they decide they regret it, and they, just to be on the safe side. So, a bit of advice here for the men: get some public shows of affection from the woman before you leave. So, there's no. a- <laughs> it doesn't well, it doesn't prove anything. Because here's 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 a scenario for you: been at the pub, had the drinks, danced all night. Yeah. Go home to someone's place, mate. You could be buck naked in bed, and at that point. Someone can still withdraw consent. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, there's there's no perfect scenario, and life life isn't perfect. There's no sure. No, I just feel bad. I guess I feel bad more more for guys that have possibly ever had that happen to them, where they've had consent, but then the next morning somebody's regretted it and decided to call them out on it. Sure. And it's fucked their lives up, and they've done nothing wrong. Yeah, I some, right? some selfish bitch has just decided to. Don't have to be misogynistic about it, but yeah. 
There's nothing misogynistic about calling someone a bitch. Well, they're being a bitch. They're being a bitch. But I mean, there's there's yeah, there's a lot of injustice in life, and all the evidence points to just by being a man, you're already ahead of the game in life. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. If I'm honest, honestly, don't have it that bad. It could be way, way worse. Oh, I'm sure it could. You know, you could be some poor little dude trying to cross the southern border of the US, drowning in the river with your kid. This brings me on to that subject I did actually want to talk to you about. Mm. Area 51 storm. Oh, it's some funny shit. <laughs> I know we're going from <laughs> from, from possible rapings to... <laughs> to <clears throat> well, what do you think the federal government's going to do to anyone who tries that? <clears throat> well... So just to describe it in case people aren't familiar, it's this Facebook group that's taken off. The idea is all get together, all try and bust into Area 51 at the same time. I think they're at like what they think they're, they're going to get together 1.4 million people at this right. point. Um, it's effectively a joke, but the, the catch call is what are they going to do? They can't kill us all. Yeah, it's the idea that if you assemble enough people in human wave, at Area 51. Do you think... Someone's going to get in and see the, the little green men. Do you think that... It, like, it's starting to take off. Like, from what I read on the news the other day, uh, originally they thought, yeah, it's a big joke. But now they're actually starting to think, you know, this might actually take off. This might happen. The logistics of moving that many people into one place is staggeringly difficult to solve. Have you seen who wants to head up the assault? Look. It's D- Danny Trejo. The, the first thing you have to recognise is... It's a joke. Yeah, you say that, <laughs> but there's no people that are saying we're going to live stream it. Look, if okay, just don't worry about the actual facts. Okay, at this point in time, Alan. <laughs> don't worry about no, the no. facts. Let's, let's just let's just work on the possibility of scenarios. Okay. If 1.4 million people turn up, are you going to watch this shit if it live streams? I don't think this is going to work. Won't this have already happened by... Oh, no, it's in a couple of months, isn't it? This is like happening on the 20th right. of September. This, this sneaky second episode will still work then. Yeah. Um, would I watch it? Yeah. Maybe the highlights. Yeah. I, think I don't I'll... know if I'd live stream it, but if there's if there's some funny shit that happens, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> do, do I expect that it's going to be hordes of people getting machine gunned by the US government? No. I don't think it's going to be drone strikes. I don't think that's going to happen. Do you, now, do you think they'll find anything in there? No. Do you think there was anything in there? Could well be, but if there's secret shit, it's under lock and key. And if it was really secret shit, they probably have moved it by now. So that's the other thing. There's apparently a guy that used to work for the Army, Navy, whatever, whatever it was, Air Force... He used to work there years and years ago, like decades ago, and he said... I know you're talking about Bob Lazar. He said that they've already moved everything out of there anyway. If you put yourselves in their shoes, and there was like the slightest chance that this Storm 51 bullshit was going to actually happen, it would be a prudent move, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it would be a bit dumb to just go, oh, we're just going to bulk up security. Man. And then what? What, you're going to get 1.4 million soldiers? Good on you. Man. How many people do you think they could mow down? If just let's just um, work on this scenario. If they did decide, fuck it, let's just start shooting. How many people do you reckon they 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 get before the horde would like take over? Right. Do you, do you remember the first Gulf War, the first Persian Gulf War? Yeah, my dad was in it. Right. Um, there was this little thing called the Highway of Death. Are you familiar with it? No. 
So the Iraqi retreat from Kuwait after they'd been smacked over the first you know couple of days or whatever it was of the US um, attacking, all these dudes are getting the fuck out. Yep. They're on this highway, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of vehicles, I'm pretty sure, and they got fucking roasted. Right. And these are military vehicles, so yep. they've got some means of defending themselves, but basically aircraft attack, ambush, all of it, annihilated them. And there's really graphic but iconic imagery of this highway of death just covered in burnt out, destroyed vehicles. You've got little dudes curled up inside burnt to death whatever and that was that was a professional army I think at that time the Iraqi army was fourth or fifth largest in the world right well equipped Soviet decent Soviet gear and they got fucking roasted right that's not 1.4 million people is it I'm saying fast forward 30 years which it almost nearly is 1.4 million of professional nothing we're talking about neckbeards out for the lulls. Man, it will be a slaughterhouse. Do you think that... The go- knowing that Trump's in charge right now, do you think there's no. any likelihood no. that if the 1.4 million people did turn up, that they would be like, fuck it, shoot them? No. There's multiple reasons why that's not going to be a problem. Um, the vast area that you're talking about is uninhabitable. But that's the other thing. They've got to traipse 84 kilometers right? through a desert to get there. It's uninhabited, irradiated desert. Yeah. Um, I think there was a story a few years back of, um, I forget what country, what nationality they were, but they were trying to skulk around the desert and try and infiltrate and spy on stuff around this area. Got lost, died. Just died in the desert. Right. No one shot them. No one got them. They just, the environment killed them. Yeah. So there's already massive logistical issues for them to solve. But you already have a, a, a border protection force that, and you know, the perimeter is already well defended there. Yeah. So these guys have practiced at it. But again, the logistics, you're assembling the 1.4 million people. Yep. They have to stage somewhere so you can shut it down before they even get close. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a non-event. Im- I, important message? <laughs> huh? Important message? Yeah, it's the lineup for the Wanderers game tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. The, is the, that pre-season? It's the Leeds match. They're playing Leeds tonight. Obviously, uh, this is a week before everyone's listening to it. So, yeah. Uh, congratulations to the Wanderers for, for winning that match. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Looking at this lineup, definitely not. We are definitely not getting away with the sneaky second episode. No. Anyway, we can we can edit this shit out. Um, generally, democratic governments don't like to slaughter their citizens in their own country. It's something that generally avoided. I mean, special circumstances it happens, but yeah, not usually. No, no. Well, I don't. And certainly think... not over some probably fake Facebook alien bullshit. Yeah. So, I again have having been online for a long time it's pretty clear when people are just having a laugh taking a piss there might be some nut jobs that take it too serious but i mean they're probably already planning their own excursions to area 51 so best of luck to them Uh, hopefully the federal charges aren't too severe they can get on with their crackpot lives yeah i'll just i'll be honest with you i kind of hope it happens because i just want to watch it it'd be funny as fuck 
Not not that anybody getting shot. No, sorry. Let me just clarify that. I don't want to see anybody getting killed. Bloodlust. No, no. I just think it'd be fucking hilarious to watch 1.4 million people just swarm through a fucking army camp. Well, one one good example I saw was um, there was a, a like an armed siege. I think it was a couple of years ago. Some right wing loonies took over a national parks office out in um, Utah, I think maybe Colorado. I can't remember where it was, but they basically took over this federal building like an armed siege so you had 20 or 30 of these people shacked up in here like barricaded in Mm. so of course you know the cops the FBI whoever else rocks up and they surrounded it and they just chilled out so like there was no you know direct intervention there was no attack there was no they just let it play out they negotiated and that was that yeah but you've got those dudes in what I would say is probably a more acute scenario where they're armed and intending to defend themselves um, even at that point the government was unwilling to spill blood you know what I mean it wasn't like there was this insane bloodlust of like here's our chance boys light them up <laughs> well that's what I'm saying I don't so I don't think it would happen at Area 51 either you know no that's why I'm saying it would be funny to watch because I know that that's not going to happen it's just going to be but, fucking hilarious on the other hand, you know, there are, you know, the US has checkered history with, um, was it the Kent State massacre in the, the 60s? You had the National Guard shoot protesters on American college campuses, you know. I don't know much about that stuff, so. I mean, so that that was pretty horrific and that's, you know, still in you know, living memory. So, fuck, who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, what would be really funny is if something happened, there was you know, her- horrific incident. And ironically, that was what brought down Trump's presidency. Not all the other awful shit. It would take something as insane as Storm 51. Uh, eight, 1.4 million people storming. To to finally tip tip the scales. What, what would your reaction be? Like, once again, theoretically speaking, they storm, right? They actually do it. They get in and they find alien tech and aliens there. All right, so just forget all the other bullshit and just say the truth of alien technology is revealed. Yeah. doesn't matter how it's unveiled. What, what are your feelings on that? Um, from a mathematical perspective, it wouldn't shock me that there was other life in the universe. Um, part I find improbable is that you have a lot of aliens coming to visit Earth just because it's out of the way. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's... It's not inconceivable to me that that exists. Yeah. Did you like that? Did you see that thing I shared on Facebook with you? You've seen the in-betweeners? Oh, okay. The one who's always said he's completed all the games. Bragging like, that he... Storm 51, completed it, mate. Fingered three aliens. <laughs> yeah, well, you talk about a, a future with AI sex robots. If you have that, again, a Star Trek universe where there's sexy aliens <laughs> James Shruggan I'm up for that mouth to mouth she's got five I think a mouth, I think <laughs> I think a mouth to mouth is where we're going to end it on um, don't don't forget your flat flaps oh, what have we what have we done <laughs> anything else to add to that no, no. <laughs> <laughs>